¿Usted sabe el significado de mariposas en el duelo, mm. en la trascendencia? No. Bueno, usted sabe que la mariposa primero es un huevito, luego es un gusanito, luego es una crisálida y luego es una mariposa. Do you know the significance of the butterfly? Did you know that butterflies symbolize grief and transcendence? Well, you know, first, a butterfly starts as an egg, then it becomes a caterpillar, then a chrysalis, and finally, it emerges as a butterfly. So they say that when we die, the soul leaves the body in the form of a butterfly. everybody and welcome to Angels of Trauma. My name is Alex Kuro and I am your host. And for those of you who are new listeners, welcome and thank you for joining. This is basically just a safe space where we hear different stories from people's darkest moments in their lives. We're talking to people about their traumas, we're uncovering how We can all meet each other in these sad and dark places that exist in this world. I think recently, especially for me, I've been having a really hard time with what's going on in Gaza and Israel. And so I think hearing other people's stories and knowing that we're not alone, I just think that can help. It is also a space where we explore spirituality and religion and how that can play into healing. This is in no way to say someone should be religious or shouldn't be religious, but it has been proven, and I know in my life, my own spiritual practices have helped me, that believing in something can help people move forward after trauma. And this week, we are talking with Lilia Amparo Betancourt, who is from Medellin, Colombia. Lilia tragically lost her son in an accident at a sports field about 20 years ago. So she's going to talk us through what that grieving process was like. And this is going to be a two-part series because her story was so important that I thought, let's stretch it out. As always with this show, if any of this is triggering for you, talking about death or the loss of, of a child, please, please step away as the main point of this podcast is to further our relationships with ourselves and our own healing, definitely not to cause any more distress. With no further ado, let us set the scene and welcome the story of Lilia Amparo Petancur. Bueno, mi nombre es Lilia Amparo Betancourt. Eh, soy, tengo 66 años, soy una mamá de tres hijos, dos vivos y uno que murió hace 20 años. My name is Lilia Amparo Petancur. I'm 66 years old and I'm a mother of three children, two who are alive and one who passed away 20 years ago. Me and Lilia's nephew, Juan Pablo, are sitting in Lilia's living room. She has pictures of butterflies all over the house that she painted herself. There's a large door that leads to a balcony looking down on a busy Medellin street where there's motorcycles and taxis just going everywhere. And all of these busy city sounds, they don't really match the somber story that Lilia Amparo is getting ready to tell. 20 years ago, Lilia Amparo's son, Juan, lost his life tragically in an accident at a sports stadium when he was hanging a flag before a big game and he fell. He didn't die immediately and was rushed to the hospital where he stayed in critical condition for three days. 
but unfortunately lost his life. Pues es que él se complicó porque ahí lo operaron del cerebro, le sacaron 800 mililitros de sangre del cerebro. It was the trauma, you see. He had complications because they operated on his brain. They removed 800 milliliters of blood from his brain, but he had complications. So in the end, that is why he died. According to a study by the New York Times, about 7% of the world's parents grapple with the loss of a child each year. The loss of a child is considered an acute trauma resulting from a single event, but it can also play into more complex traumas that are experienced over a lifetime. People like Lily Amparo, who have experienced an acute trauma, can suffer from a multitude of symptoms. This can include PTSD, anxiety, and depression. I think the biggest difficulty I've had in my life was the loss of my son. He died when he was 21 years old. I believe that has been the most challenging part of my existence. For those who have experienced acute trauma, it is important that as a society, we understand the severe physical and mental effects it can have, including complicated or unresolved grief that really doesn't go away. And we must realize that creating space and time for healing is really important, not only for those struggling with trauma, but also for ourselves when we're in a dark time. Dealing with the unresolved grief and trauma of losing her son was almost too much for Lilia Amparo to bear. As she sits here talking with me, she says there's one thing that did keep her grounded. But I had the advantage of always having God present in my life. Lilia Amparo is part of the 73% of people from Colombia that consider themselves Catholic. That is to say that Catholicism is a really big part of Colombian culture. The Spanish first brought Catholicism to Colombia in 1508, and then in 1819, Colombia declared independence from Spain. But they didn't declare independence from Catholicism, as it remained, and today it is a really big part of the country. And you can see Colombia's version of the Virgin Mary in almost every park in Medellin. Lilia Amparo talks about visiting these parks in Medellin and sitting in front of these statues during the three days that her son Juan was in critical condition at the hospital. But when I saw him and approached him, he became calmer, as if he was waking up from surgery. But I knew that he was going to die. So I reached out to God, and I said my goodbyes to my son. While her son lay dying in the hospital, and as she was facing this unimaginable trauma, Lilia Amparo found solace in the spiritual practices of her faith. So I continued my process, but about four months later, I was very bad. I felt like my soul was tearing apart. One day, I awoke and said, God, you have to help me because I'm going to die from my pain.
There are many ways to heal from trauma, and all of this varies from person to person. But studies have shown that spiritual beliefs may influence the trauma survivor's ability to make meaning out of the trauma experience. And in turn, the meaning created can have a significant impact on the survivor's symptoms and functioning. For Lily Amparo, her spiritual beliefs and her God led her to therapy after the death of her son. Y sí, al otro día precisamente escuché a un doctor hablando en la radio. Then the next day, as if it was a sign from God, I heard a doctor talking on the radio about grief and the loss of loved ones. I immediately called him on the radio and told him that I needed help. Someone who is dealing with acute trauma through therapy might discover the non-linear pattern of their grief. In other words, there is no point to reach and no absolute ending or solution for something like losing a child. Therefore, it is important to acknowledge our grief and emotions without judgment. O sea, lo que dura en mí cuatro años, duró cuatro años, en otra persona puede durar diez, puede durar veinte. What took me four years to process may last ten or twenty years for another person, because it depends on how one experiences the stages of grief. There are different phases of grief, anger and acceptance, just to name two. And in understanding these different phases of grief, Lilian Baro found new paths for her own healing. Si vos en una en una etapa, eh, por ejemplo, cuando es la aceptación, que vos empezás tú tu proceso, sí, ya no va a volver, es que no está aquí, es real que no está. The process started for me with acceptance, and I started the process. It meant that he was not coming back. He's not here. The reality is he's not here. Accepting that goes against everything my mind was saying because grief is experienced from the heart, not from reason. I did many things. I read, I wrote, I attended therapy, I went to support groups. They told me to try different things, and if it helped, I kept doing it. Sometimes it helped. Amygdala, hippocampus, and prefrontal cortex are the three areas of the brain that are affected by the stress of trauma. And this can be associated with lasting changes in these brain areas, including memory loss, heightened instances of fight or flight, and intense forms of depression and anxiety. The treatments for the effects of trauma on the brain are inconclusive. But after experiencing trauma, Lily Amparo decided to make it her life's work to help people heal which is what I'm also trying to do with this podcast. Entonces, todo eso yo lo fui aprendiendo y hubo una capacitación para haber facilitadores de duelo. So I learned all of that. And then there was training to become a grief facilitator. I did it all. And now I'm a grief facilitator, certified as well. Lilian Paro took the grief of losing her son and turned it into her giving back to her community as a grief counselor. And it also led her to art. I started painting, and now you'll see that almost all the paintings here are mine, and all the butterflies you see around my house. And with that, we are going to end Lilia Amparo's story for this week. But just so you know, next week we're going to be 
discovering what those paintings of butterflies mean to her, as well as signs she's received from God and from Juan. So you're definitely going to want to tune in. As always, thank you for listening to Angels of Trauma. We would like to thank Lily Amparo Batancourt for sharing her story with us that we are continuing next week. This episode was produced and edited by me, Alex Kuro, with help from Vanessa de la Cruz, Juan Pablo, and Nico Clement, with music from Storyblocks and Hussein Haeri, voiceover translations from Claudia Cruz. This episode is dedicated in loving memory to Juan Batancourt, who loved sports and lived really beautifully. Again, you're going to want to tune in next week as we explore more of Lilia Amparo's story.